Hey, welcome in everyone to our Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Josiah. Um, we've got some exciting things coming up for those of you who are regular listeners. Um, for one, we'd like to look into having a conversation about um, the scripture of the day, so including maybe another couple voices. Uh, so that's exciting. Also, um, hoping to get some guest stars recently, and by that, <laughs> I was just handed a a Bible Man Power Source uh, printout, so it's bringing back some memories here. Not not necessarily for me because I was, believe it or not, too old for that. I'm from the uh, I didn't, I'm not even from the Veggie Tales generation. What's the oh. name of that? that Terminating the toxic tonic of disrespect. Ooh, I'm gonna give this to my kids. <laughs> All right. Well, I got way off course there, so let's get back on course. The Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. Um, so we're gonna have some guest stars, and you know who I mean by guest stars. Hoping to get some of the other pastors on here and some other. Uh, folks to do the verse of the day okay because who wants to hear me every day nobody not even my kids all right so as you know if you've been listening in um, what we do is we'll take a verse of scripture and uh, from the verse the U version verse of the day although we do requests and I did the first one I got uh, was from Justin that was our last episode and that was cool so if you guys have any requests like that you know you can send them in um, hit us on Facebook or uh, hit Cross Point Church on Facebook with your request, or you can email me at jserra at thecrosspoint.com, and I will get your suggestions and all that good stuff, okay? All right, so um, today's verse from Version on Thursday is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. So reading from the ESV, it reads like this, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. All right, um, as usual, an encouraging verse. Of course it is. It's God's word. Um, but to me, uh, this verse, like so many others we've had on here, is screaming for context. Am I right? What's the context of this verse? Because it gets you excited when you read it. We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away. I don't know about you, but by Thursday in my week, I can very much personally connect with the feeling of my outer self wasting away, and uh, maybe you can too. But our inner self is being renewed day by day. I get that too because I got together with our Wednesday night uh, prayer service uh, last night here at Crosspoint, and that caught that encouraged me and encouraged my soul. So I'm like, okay, I think I understand this to some degree. Outwardly, things may be going not so good, and I'm winding down just like everyone else around me. But inside, man, because of the Holy Spirit and because of God, I'm, I've got this uh, renewing going on. So I kind of understand it. But for those of you who've been listening to the podcast or you're already Bible students, what's the first word you see that causes you to yell context? So if you're listening at home, write down that word on a piece of paper to see if you're right or not. Okay, It's a little bit of a pop quiz. There's a word that's just crying out for context, okay? And uh, I know you wrote it down correctly. It's a two-letter word, and it actually starts our verse, and it says this, so. All right, well, if you say the word so, you've got, and it's spelled S-O, then there's got to be something that came before it. Does that make sense? So we do not lose heart. So it's very legitimate when you read this. So we do not lose heart. You want to go, Paul, so what? Like, what are you talking about that should cause me to not lose heart? All right. And it's so key to the verse because the rest of it doesn't make any sense without it. 
So we do not lose heart. Okay, that sounds good. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. I'll bet the the reason why I don't lose heart would be why I'm being renewed inside day by day and why I should not overly worry about the fact that I'm wasting away outside like everyone else. And so this verse, as it hangs alone, is really honestly not much use to us without the rest of the context. And matter of fact, it could just mislead us and cause us to be frustrated again. So if we just uh, wake up in the morning and pop off our verse of the day without the context, it can just lead us to feel distracted and discouraged because you're saying, man, I get the wasting way outside, but what if I'm not being renewed in day by day? And what if I am losing heart? What was supposed to keep me from losing heart? And that's a great question. It's an excellent question and why it can be dangerous to read a Bible verse. Okay, so if we want to find out what was Paul talking about, or in other words, why doesn't Paul lose heart? We need to go up a few verses, okay? So we go back now to verse 13 to look at our context. What's the context of our verse? And it says up here in verse 13, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been re- written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. Now here's the important part, verse 14. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus, and bring us with you into his presence. That, If you're looking for encouraging words in the New Testament, it's hard to find better than that. So Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. This is his second letter to them. So he's writing to a community of Christ, and he's a little bit addressing that whole idea of what happens to us when we die. Or should we be worried about death as Christians? Or Jesus ascended to heaven and he's coming back. What do I need to know about that? And verse 14 gets right into that. Knowing, okay? It's not thinking. It's not suspecting. It's knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus. So those of us who die with our faith in Christ will be raised in the same way that Jesus was. Jesus' resurrection on the third day is awesome. It's the reason why we're saved. It's the turning point of history. It's the greatest thing that ever happened in this earth, and it's the reason why we celebrate Easter and so on. But it's also a preview. You guys like movie previews? I used to until they started putting six to eight of them before every movie. So now I use it as bathroom and snack time. But I used to love previews because it would give you the most exciting clips from a movie that you were looking forward to anyway. And in that same way, the Bible tells us the resurrection of Jesus Christ was an exciting preview into what God plans to do for all of those who love him and have put their faith in Jesus. So verse 14 says, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus. And then look at this for those of you who've lost loved ones and and others in the faith. It says, Jesus, and bring us with you into his presence for it is all for your sake so that as grace extends to more and more people it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of god i mean these are powerful verses man second corinthians chapter four if it hasn't been big on your list of chapters to read before it needs to be okay it's all for your sake so that the as grace extends to more and more people what better encouragement to witness to your neighbors what better encouragement to live the life of Christ and to live the gospel in front of the people you know because it causes grace to extend to more and more people and that it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Now, it makes total sense why verse 16 says, so we do not lose heart. You get that? Now, instead of it just being like, so we do not lose heart, okay, why not? What if I have lost heart? 
Like, what's the deal? We've had the, someone has taken that cord and they've plugged it back into the wall, and now we understand. So with our faith in Jesus Christ, we know, one, Jesus was raised from the dead. He was killed in the most ignoble, shameful, horrifying way you can imagine. But he did it on our behalf. He absorbed the wrath of God on our behalf. He stood in our place where we belonged. He took our punishment to put us back in rights with God because he loved us. So then he dies. But even more importantly, he was raised from the dead. He couldn't be conquered or held by death. That's the faith of those of us who follow Jesus. It's not just nice feelings or moral training or community because we get together with people on Sundays. No. It's an ironclad belief and trust in the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead and he changed all of human history when he did it. And it was a preview for those of us who believe in him. So death has no hold on us. As followers of Jesus Christ, you should know that you are living a life that has no real end. That you are going to spend the rest of eternity in God's presence. That nothing in this world can be taken from you. You can't be hurt in some way in this world that can matter for eternity. Do you understand? This small time of life, which is our life in this broken world, is nothing by comparison to the eternity that we have in the presence of God and with other people. So that's why we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, then we can, as Christians, we can say, oh, well, you know, is it painful? Yes. Is Alzheimer's disease and dementia and hospitals and nursing homes and funerals and children who die young, are these things heartbreaking? Of course they are. We're not, we're not psychos. I mean, these things are heartbreaking. So as Christians, there's plenty of room for sorrow and lament, but we do not lose hope. We do not lose heart. Because though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. How? In the knowledge of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just a mystical energy thing. It's the real knowledge that the Holy Spirit is the down payment from God on an eternity that we're going to spend with him. It's a hint. It's a whisper. It's a hand on our shoulder. It's it's writing on our hearts. It's a perspective on events that happen to us that contain that extra element of hope and gospel and Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit in our lives, and it's a constant reminder to us this world is not all there is. This world is corrupted and broken. We live in it as pilgrims. This is not our home. We don't make ourselves at home in this world. Instead, we, we are here for the spreading of the gospel, to live it, to love it, to forward it, to plant churches, to strengthen churches, to love one another, to meet in our homes, to break bread together, to understand the scriptures together, to take communion together because we are people from another place. And uh, that's at the heart of who we are. So as we're being, as we're wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day by those things. And that's why we don't lose hope. And so verse 17 then continues. All right. So we have our context there before. Now look what happens after. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. All right? So in case you're getting nervous that all that stuff was my opinion, this is what Paul, this is exactly what Paul is trying to say. 17. For this light, and he's talking about your whole life here, light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, For the things that are seen are transient, that means they won't last, but the things that are unseen are eternal. 
All right. So as followers of Jesus Christ, now know if we talk about this enough here recently in modern times, but as followers of Jesus Christ, this world is not our home. These things are transient and shakable, and that's where our verse comes from today. So if you've been tempted to lose heart um, because of the obvious wasting away on the outside, we need to renew our faith, and these good these are verses in which to do that. So you might take this entire chapter 4 because it's all good, and something you might do today is just prayerfully, slowly, meditatively read through 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and just offer those um, frustrations to God. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, my personal uh, experience today has been tiredness, worn out because it's Thursday, frustrated because I have two unique leaks in my basement because of all this torrential rain. I'm downstairs with uh, bath towels, sopping it up a little bit and trying to do the best I can and getting so frustrated, you know, because of petty stuff like that. But it's real and it takes all the wind out of you, you know, and it's just so frustrating. So as I'm reading these verses, I'm thinking, thank you, God. Apply this to me. Help me to look at that uh, leak and say, light momentary affliction. I'm going to be just fine because I my basement may be leaking, but my spirit is not. <laughs> you know, I think that's the real flesh and bones of Christian living, you know, because these are the things that really can discourage you and take away. So I can't speak for you, but I've really needed to hear this this morning. Okay, now where can we see Jesus in these verses? How can these point us to Jesus? So let's look at it again, 2 Corinthians 4.16, and now armed with the context, maybe we can see where we could see Jesus here. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Now, as I always say, there are so many ways we could possibly see Uh, Jesus in these verses, but one way I would like to point to today is, this is so obviously the power of Jesus on the cross, okay? Um, Basically, on the cross, you see Jesus' outer self wasting away, like in fast forward, you know what I mean? It's like somebody fast forwarded the tape. So, um, Easton Walker there, sound recording engineer, (laughs) with his phone on. It's always the person that... Yeah, the people you trust the most. Okay, so Jesus is on the cross. And it's like someone hit the fast forward on his life because he's 33 years old and his, his life is being poured out. You understand? He had so much more living to do and he was the son of God and he was in the prime of his life. And, and the, authority, the religious authorities and Rome put him up on this cross to pour his life out on the ground. Literally, his out, we watch his outer self wasting away. And yet while he's on the cross, he's saying things like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And uh, if they'd known, and Paul says, if they'd known the king of glory when they saw him, they wouldn't have crucified him. And Jesus is saying things like he's making sure that his mom is taken care of by giving John to her as a new son. And he's saying prayers to God, and he's saying it is finished. Because though they crucified him, though they caused his outer self to waste away, he knew that inside there was something they couldn't take away from him. His inner self was being renewed. He had the Holy Spirit. He knew that on the outside it looked like defeat, but on the inside he knew it was ultimate victory. That's why he told Pilate, Pilate says, don't you know that I have the power to either crucify you or else to set you free? Jesus, right back at him, you don't have any authority over me except it's been given to you from above. You see that? So there's Jesus was well aware of the outside, and he, he was fine to say that his heart was troubled, that he was deeply sorrowful and didn't want to go to the cross. Father, if there's any other way for this to happen, so... Jesus wasn't weird and didn't act like he loved pain. 
Okay, he was like anyone else. He hated pain, hated suffering, but he was in on this gospel secret that he, so he didn't lose heart. His outer self was wasting away, but he knew because of God that he was going to see God again. He knew that he was going to be uh, put back with his father. He knew that all those that would put their faith in him would get to be with him where he was. You guys need to check out the last three, four chapters of the Gospel of John to get some good stuff here where Jesus is telling his disciples, look, you're going to be with me forever. Um, I'm going to gather people to myself who I'll never leave, never lose, never forsake. Uh, that was Jesus had his eyes on that. He had a hard life, but he kept his eyes on the fact that eternity belongs to God. And so we see Jesus in these verses, at least in that way. Um, 2 Corinthians 4.16, uh, Jesus lived a hard life, but he lived a joyful life because he knew that inside he was being renewed day by day. Okay. I hope these verses have helped you. I hope this podcast is helping you. Um, if it's a tough day for you today, hey, be encouraged. Um, it, focus on these verses. Remind yourself that it, uh, it's a light and momentary affliction. And to get back at the devil and to get back at some things that are wearing you down, you might say a prayer for a couple people that you that you know today that are facing hard circumstances. See how that works? If the enemy in your day wants to get you to focus on yourself and uh, focus on your problems, then you can show that you're a child of eternity by focusing on other people instead. See how you're kind of beating that thing there that's trying to chain you down, but what you can do is say, God, I would like to lift to you uh, these people in my life who are having a hard time. Encourage them, help them. And in that way, we show that we have eternity in our hearts, okay? All right, my friends, I love you and appreciate you, and uh, thank you for your support for the podcast, and we'll see you next time.